I guess Taylor will find <laughs> out tonight. So effable. <laughs> if you're Taylor Hansen. Yeah, Taylor, please. <laughs> please, Taylor. <laughs> End this for us. Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life books and champagne. Brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. What are you drinking, coochie? <laughs> yeah, Rachel called and she's like, go to the basement. Mariah's <laughs> drinking pink coochie. And bring the, the Cokey Rosa. And I'm like, coochie Rosa? <laughs> I don't want to open it. You I'll open, open it. it. I like opening champagne. Even though you I have don't. To t- tell us about what it is, though. Okay, are we starting? Um, we are drinking the Brut Rosé Anna or Anna. I don't know which. Um, Viticultores deste 1551. I don't know how to say that in Italian. Metodo tradicional. Um, it is 70% Pinot Noir and 30% Chardonnay. Anna Brut Rosé is a pure, lively, sparkling wine celebrating the life of the heiress to Spain's original winemaking dynasty, Codorniu. Produced authentically, Metodo Tradicional. Uh, using only our finest estate-grown fruit. Uh, cool. Oh, it's cava. I like cava better than champagne, I think. Okay. Pop it. Pop it. Pointing it as far away from Rachel. Just twist with your... Yeah. Huh? Yahtzee. Okay. <laughs> that was decent. Sorry that I can't be Amanda. Okay, that's all that I will drink. Wee ASMR. I'll give Ellen a full glass. Just what I need. <clears throat> well, hopefully we won't be spilling any like the time that Jess and Tommy were on. <laughs> well, they had shambongs. I am not shambonging it. Okay. Weak. Yeah, sure. Well, we are here today. That's not terrible. Meaning me and Rachel with Mariah. Hello. <laughs> what did I call you earlier? I can't Something wench. <laughs> you call me many things. Oh, an irresponsible wench. Mm. <laughs> we are here with the irresponsible wench, Mariah. That's true. And we have some things to talk about. Important things. But before we- Important things? Important things. Also, a judgy wench. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. That's a crime. Lock me up. <laughs> um, but before we get started, we need to talk about what we're reading. So what are you reading, Mariah? Uh, you always know that I have like 15 irons in the fire. Um, so I am listening to Thornhedge by a person whose name I can't remember, but it's a fantasy retelling Baba Yaga situation. I'm not super I don't know what that is. Baba Yaga? Yeah, what's a Baba Yaga situation? (laughs) Please explain. She's like, like- For those of us who don't, are unfamiliar with Baba Yaga situations. Oh, sorry. Not Thornhedge. That's T. Kingfisher. I misspoke. Thistlefoot by someone whose name I can't remember. And that's a Baba Yaga situation. Baba Yaga situation. Yeah, by- 
Jenna Rose Nethercott. That's a great name. Um, so Baba Yaga is like an Eastern European Russian mythological figure of like an older witch who lives in a house on chicken legs. Um, that seems impractical. I don't know. She can live her life. I also true, have true. read the other one, Thornhedge. That's by T. Kingfisher. Look it comes who's out been judging now. It's in me. August. Uh, and Thornhedge is very, very good. Um, so I'm listening to Thistlefoot. I'm reading um, The Book Eaters by Sunny Dean, which is a vampire situation. But the vampires <laughs> in this one um, eat books uh, or subsection human brains, which is more like a zombie mm. situation. And I do love a zombie situation, but we're reading that one for Women from Other Worlds, which is on Monday. Um, it's pretty good so far. I like it. And then I'm reading a volume of poetry called Obit, like short for obituary. I can't remember who that author is either. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I have like three other things that I'm just slowly working through. Well, that's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I did just finish uh, Chain Gang All Stars, which annoyingly and, is and as good as Ellen's. What do you have to say about it, Ellen? What Ellen was right. Thank you. <laughs> and it's like this is how I must have been about Babel. Like I was so annoying about it, but it is so good. <laughs> and that's how Ellen is about Chain Gang All Stars. Like it is as good as Ellen says, which is deeply annoying. <laughs> well. I am reading. I'm still reading Did the I wager. Ask? I didn't care if you asked. I don't care if you ask. What are you reading, Ellen? Since you asked, I'm re still reading the wager by David Grant, which is the mutiny shipwreck mm -hmm. book. Yada yada yada. It's still very mutinous and shipwrecky. Yeah. And then I also read. I just finished yesterday the Seven Moons of Molly Almeida, which won the Booker Prize. Mm -hmm. That was a fabulous book. Mm -hmm. So it's about this wartime photographer. It takes place in Sri Lanka in uh, 1990. And in the 1980s, Sri Lanka was involved in this horrible civil war, of which I knew nothing about before reading this book. Mm -hmm. So it was – I did a lot of, like, the Google while I was reading this because it took me a while. To, I wanted to, like, grasp the political situation in Sri Lanka that he was writing about. Um, but anyway, the book opens with Molly Almeida in the afterlife. He's died. He's been murdered. He's been dismembered. His body is like sinking to the bottom of a lake and he doesn't know, he doesn't remember how he died or the circumstances surrounding his death. Um, and he has seven moons, um, to sort, to decide if he's going to stick around in this sort of in-between place full of demons and ghosts and basically observe the living and try to communicate with them as much as he can, or if he's going to move on to the afterlife or reincarnation. And he has these photographs that are hiding under a bed that he feels will change Sri Lanka. He's captured some very significant things and <clears throat> he wants those photos out in the world. And so he's trying to figure out how he can communicate to the people he cares about to get these photos out in the world. Um, he refers to himself, he says, if I had a business card, I would be, it would say, Molly Almeida, photographer, gambler, slut. And so- Icon. He, icon. Yeah. And he's, so he's a very 
like likable character because he's he kind of sucks, but he's very self-aware of his suckiness. Um, and he's, you know, taking these photographs in this war-torn country and thinking a lot about what will it take for people to stop? And it's in Sri Lanka, what I learned from this book and doing this deep dive is you have all essentially all these warring factions. And the shitty thing is, and this is probably true for most, you know, military conflicts or, conf, you know, violent conflicts throughout the world, is that all of these parties think that their cause is righteous mm-hmm. and that any and like any means justify the ends so like killing collateral damage is like in the name of a greater cause and it actually we talked about this book and book club and we talked about Babel because Babel sort of like posits that sometimes violence and that like collateral damage might be necessary to advance a cause yeah. and this book sort of argues the opposite and so it's interesting um that like you would just go round and round and round like violence will never end violence Period. You know, so I've read like 80 pages of Molly Almeida, um, but then I had other books that I needed to finish. Uh, but my husband is reading it right now or um, just finished it. I can't remember. And he thinks it is really similar to a book that we read for found in translation called Frankenstein in Baghdad um, by Saladin. I can't remember the author name. Never ask me an author name, please. Um, but it's about... But it's about the conflict in the Middle East, and there's this guy that, um, like, basically Frankenstein's together these different pieces of different people's bodies from victims of, like, bombs in the Middle Eastern conflicts. And the book also posits that violence only begets violence. Um And I think these types of books are so interesting to read in concert with Babel because Babel is so deeply rooted in like the thinking of Franz Fanon, who was um, an Algerian writer who uh, lived through the Algerian wars and all that and very much believes that violence is necessary for revolution. Yeah, I mean, I think that and this is what I like about Chinging Ulcers, you know, in a different way is when books pose questions challenging questions that Mm -hmm. there are not easy answers to right right like i don't know how to feel about all of this stuff because it's really nuanced yeah um but i i really appreciated this book and i thought it was interesting having read it not too long after having read babel Mm -hmm. uh, because they're talking about similar ideas Mm -hmm. uh, different times in history different circumstances but um yeah Well, even in like, so I guess I didn't describe the plot of any of the books I'm reading at all, but The Book Eaters is about um, a woman named Devin who is a book eater. And in Book Eater Land, they, um, women and girls are very, very rare. And so they are prized. They experience no punishment for any wrongdoing. Um, And they can only ever have two children max because their bodies just stop being able to reproduce after that. And so um, when we open the book, Devin is on the run with her young child, Kai, who is five years old. And you find out pretty quickly that Kai is not a book eater like Devin, but he is a mind eater. Um, So he needs to eat human or book eater brains to survive. And unfortunate, right. There's a drug that you can take 
Sounds like Devin's in a pickle. Yes, Devin is in a pickle um, because she has to keep providing for her child while she's on the run because while she's separate from her family, you don't know why at the beginning of the book, um, she has to find people for her son to eat their brains. And you would think, oh, maybe she could do like a Dexter thing where you get bad people and like Mm -hmm. she serves those people to her son. But the thing is, he absorbs their brains and their personalities. And so she doesn't want to be serving her son bad people. And Mm. so she finds good people to keep him alive. So she finds him like a nurse that helps her when she pretends to be hurt in the street or a vicar um, who is trying to help her and her family out of poverty through this lie she tells. And, you know, she is willing to do anything for her child, but is that morally just to be having other people, you know, have to die at the hands of this little boy? Um, So, yeah, I think... Like the best books to me are the ones that ask these interesting questions and like don't offer easy answers, um, which is why I really enjoyed Babel, which is why I really enjoyed Chain Gang All-Stars. And I'm really enjoying the book eaters. I think we're going to have a really, really fun discussion about it on Monday, which is yesterday when this comes out. (laughs) um, Yesterday we will have a good discussion. Today is the tomorrow that we (laughs) talked about on the podcast yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. No, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I like when a book does that, when it makes you sort of, it doesn't give you like an easy, well, that's how life is too. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's not always clear what is the right thing and what is the wrong thing. And you can't know until after you've done it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, good books, good times. Huzzah. Huzzah. Now, to segue from the Baba Yaga situation. We have a couple important things we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first is that tonight, or if you're listening, a few nights ago. <laughs> in the past. In the past. We, uh, Rachel, Mariah, myself, and Roxy mm-hmm. are going to a concert. Mm-hmm. And Mariah is so jazzed. What concert are we going to, Mariah? We're going to Hanson. Mbop, fuck yeah. <laughs> that is not how it goes. It's mbop, ba do ba da ba do bop, ba do ba da ba do bop, ba do ba da ba yeah. Of course, how silly of me. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> anyway, Taylor Hansen is the one that could have been. We are. Kind of soulmates, twin flames, you might say. Mm-hmm. I have said that, you know, many times. <laughs> you will see when we're together tonight. <laughs> Just feel the energy. And he feels it too. I feel yeah. like he does. Yeah. I feel like we will make eye contact and the world will stop. Yeah. And I was telling you this morning that it's my second ever concert. Yeah, I was surprised that this was your second ever concert. Yeah, yeah. So the first concert I went to was the Blurry Face Tour for 21 Pilots, I think in 2016, 2017. Uh, I found out two of my friends were going and 
I am a jealous hoe. And so I'm like, I am also <laughs> buying a ticket to this you concert. Jealous hoe, judgy witch. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to the 21 Pilots concert, I knew exactly two of their songs. The two that played on the radio at the time, Stressed Out and Ride. And after the concert, I emerged like a beautiful butterfly. But as a 21 Pilots fan, so for my sample size of, of one, um, I have a fair amount of confidence that I may emerge a Hanson fan. Thank you. I yeah. love your open-mindedness. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's going to be a wonderful show. It always is. Rachel and I went to Hanson last summer. Rachel was into it. Yeah. More than she would admit. No she has no qualms. Yeah. She did say something a little insulting that I have not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> she said that they were a ripoff of the Jonas Brothers, which is chronologically <laughs> false. Okay. That's not even possible. Just, I want you to keep that feeling in mind whenever <laughs> you have BTS's name in your mouth. <laughs> I'm not, di- when have I dissed BTS? Never, not as of yet, but I just, I want you to remember that feeling because when BTS's book comes out, um, I'm not frightened of the person that I will become, um, but I do. <laughs> I am. I, I do am need frightened. you to be, to buckle up. Um, <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go to Hanson tonight yes. at the Riverside Casino and Resort. And I think we have fairly good seats. Um, I'm really just there for Taylor Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, he impregnates me tonight. He sees you from across <laughs> the crowded casino. You lock eyes and he gestures for you to follow with him. And we say, go on, Ellen, to your destiny. Be free. it. <laughs> <laughs> Twist it. Pull it. Ah. (laughs) Mm, Twist it. Pull it. Are we playing match again? (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) It should be an interesting night because this concert starts at my bedtime. And it's like two and a half hours away and we're driving home afterwards. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes. But Taylor, anything for you? Anything for you, my love. Okay, next topic of conversation and why Mariah is here. Uh, We do a cheesy summer reading challenge, Mm -hmm. which we talked about last week, and the grownups feel left out. Yes, a lot of people complained that they There are a lot of complainers. If you're listening and that's you, I want you to think about that. Um, But we have heard your complaints and Mariah has stepped in. So Mariah... Tell us what you've been working on. Uh, so I have been working on having a summer reading challenge for grownups. Uh, I think that reading challenges are always really fun. And there's also something like ineffable almost about summer reading specifically, where the vibes are just immaculate. (laughs) And I remember doing all sorts of challenges growing up to like win free books from the library. And I think having like that sense of community that people are working toward a common goal uh, is really fun. And um, (laughs) okay, so tell us how you've structured the reading challenge like when it launches, what you're doing for it. Yeah. So it's going to be a bingo board. 
Um, and it's called the Dog Days of Summer Reading Challenge. Get it. Get it, get it. Um, and so the point of it is that you will have to make a bingo with the challenges on the board. Um, and when I was researching how other people do their summer reading challenges, realistically, summer is three months, right? A quarter of the year. And for us booksellers, in my brain, I'm like, okay, so that's what? 50 books? Uh, but I understand that that is not realistic <laughs> for most people, <laughs> which, uh, as I was re-listening to old podcast episodes, when you had Jess and Tom on, you said that Jess was the most prolific reader in our establishment. And I did tell her that I would come on the record and say that that is incorrect. I did not say that. Amanda. Amanda did say I that. I would say that you both are very prolific. Incorrect. Readers. Katie is by far the most prolific reader we at our establishment. We have a number of prolific readers. I would count you among them. Yes. I would count Katie among them, Jess among them. Amy is more prolific than she lets on. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to give Katie her due. We have a lot of like hardcore serious readers going on yeah dog-eared books yeah so uh they do not fuck around this is well sometimes but this is for katie katie i see you i recognize you and your reading efforts and uh jess and i come close but we are nothing compared to katie um so was katie did katie hear that was she offended? no no but i just really admire katie even Katie's listen re- to this podcast <laughs> who knows i'll tell her that i bet she doesn't. i wrote her a verbal love letter because she's too busy reading yeah. prolifically yeah doing everything else to um read, to listen but i do recognize that that is not reasonable or fair to expect from your average reader and if the point- yeah i mean we do this like professionally yes so it's not i i agree and i think that's the right mindset and i also think people should know that calling yourself a reader doesn't mean that you're reading correct you know a hundred books a year or something it's just like it's okay if you read you know 10 books a year for some people it's like oh my god that would be such an accomplishment right wherever you're at you know yeah my big brother for years now has not been a reader uh but him and my sister-in-law have been doing a lot more reading of late and they are super duper proud rightfully so that they have both read like three or four books so far this year which is way more than they have in the past and so I wanted to keep that in mind when I was making this challenge because a lot of the ones that I do are like 24 prompts and you read a book for each prompt and that is like a year-long one but for some people even 24 books over a year is way too many and like you are still a reader even if you read 50 pages a year. Like being yeah. a reader is loving books. And so the structure of the challenge is not just reading prompts. Um, but on this bingo board, uh, there is 25 spaces plus one free space. So 24 prompts for you. Um, but again, you're only getting a bingo. So you can do that by completing as little as four prompts if you go on a diagonal and use the free space in the middle. And these prompts are, for example, read a book with a blue cover or activity-based prompts, which is an inspiration that I took from one of my favorite um, bookish podcasts, Reading Glasses, hosted by Mallory O'Mara, who's an author I love. She wrote like Girly Drinks and The Lady from the Black Lagoon and Bria Grant, who is a filmmaker. And their challenge is a year-long one that's like six reading prompts, six activity prompts. So we have our reading ones and then activity ones like read outside, mm. do a hobby while listening to an audiobook. book. Um, 
you know, try reading in a format you haven't before. So if you are a diehard print reader only, maybe give an audiobook a try or pick up a graphic novel or try reading from the Libby app in your phone. Um, and then we also have a few social media prompts because I think um, reading as a community is really fun. So we also have prompts like post a review online of a book you love or follow your favorite publisher on Instagram. Um, and so the whole board is scattered with these three different categories. So even if you only read one book over the summer, which again is an accomplishment, um, you can still participate and have fun and complete this challenge. Um, so I tried to make it really accessible for people um, and also maybe still push you out of your reading comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, I think you um, did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, I did um, a lot of research looking into what other people do, took inspiration from a lot of other challenges like the Modern Mrs. Darcy Summer Reading Guide, which isn't a challenge, but is this really lovingly crafted guide to the books that the team at Modern Mrs. Darcy are most excited about and also always includes a cocktail. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, that is our brand. Exactly. <laughs> Given that I am here drinking champagne uh, at... 10 9 a.m. <laughs> you um, know what? This is called doing your job, Mariah. Yeah. Quit complaining. <laughs> I was at the bookstore and Rachel called and she's like, you need to bring two glasses. And I'm like, why? And Rachel said, for you and for me. And I'm like, but I don't, I'm not drinking champagne. And she's like, you're drinking champagne. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> and yeah, so we also have an included cocktail that will be posted on the blog um, that you can make to enjoy with your summer reading. It is one of our favorites from a new cocktail book that Amanda loves called Buzzworthy by Jennifer Kroll. And the book itself is a collection of cocktails inspired by literary women. And so we are featuring the Louise Erdrich, which is a delicious, delicious it's cocktail. so good. Yeah. Um, and it is designed to be a non-alcoholic mixed drink, which is generally what I would drink. Um, but it's easily made boozy with the addition of champagne or sparkling wine instead of, for example, like club soda. Um, and so I think the vibes are immaculate. I think it's a fun time. <laughs> um, and I will be posting um, articles on the blog to help you with some ideas if you need help. So, for example, one of the prompts is read a book under 200 pages or read a book set in a tropical locale. Um, so we will be helping shepherd and guide you on your summer reading journey. And if you complete it, um, it runs the same time as the summer or the cheesy reading challenge. So from um, May 27th to September 4th. And can you, people pick up a bingo card at the store? How does yes. it work? And do they need to make a purchase to get it? Yes. So okay. with the purchase of a book, you can get your bingo board from the store. I did it exactly like Amanda, where I went to, if you finish it, <laughs> and then let me go back to tell you how to get it. Yeah, so you pick it up at the store with a purchase, and then if you complete your bingo by September 4th, bring it back to the store, and then you get a $10 gift card uh, to use for more books or a shirt, if you desire. <laughs> or some stickers. Yeah, I'm not your or mom. Or some booze. You can you can live <laughs> your own life. <laughs> live your life. We support um, you. Yeah, so I, I hope that it's kind of a trial run for like a dog ear books adult reading challenge. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited. Yeah, thanks for putting it together, telling us all about it. Um, we did forget something very important in our Hanson segment. 
Um, I have a quiz for you, Mariah. It's okay. it's um it's scientific. Yeah. Um, it's very accurate. Yeah. It's which Hanson are you most like? Are you ready? I do have an answer that I'm hoping for, so I will be very upset if I don't get it. What is your favorite color? Red, blue, green. Or I don't have one. I like them all. This phrase is run on sentence. Go. <laughs> I guess of those options, blue. What is your favorite food? Pizza, hamburgers, tacos, or marshmallows? <laughs> um... I guess of those options, pizza. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite drink? Sprite, Dr. Pepper, root beer, or Coke. <laughs> These are the only drinks available. Yeah, of of those options, uh, Dr. Pepper. What's your favorite type of music? Rock, pop, hip hop, or all kinds? So K-pop is not an option? No, but pop is. Yeah, put put pop. I listen to like everything um, except for, I don't know, experimental stuff. <laughs> what is your favorite sport? B-ball? It does not specify whether this is basketball or baseball. I'm so. going to say basketball. Rollerblading, <laughs> soccer, or any kind. Why is football not on there? <laughs> Uh, I guess I go roller skating for the vibes. My husband uh, did get me roller skates for my birthday last year. This is rollerblading. Oh, well, then not rollerblading. That's far too serious. Well, then what do you want? Let's go for <laughs> the ambiguous b-ball. <laughs> okay. What? We don't question the scientific mechanisms. Of yeah, I'm case. so sorry, science. This is on me. <laughs> what is your favorite instrument? Guitar, drums, piano, or bongos? <laughs> Bongos? Oh, my God. Um, Ellen, what's the correct answer here for the answer I want? I'm not telling you. Uh, about you, Mariah. Gosh, of those options, piano. Follow your heart. Suga of BTS plays piano. And let me say, in his concert, <laughs> which I have been watching streams of on TikTok and Twitter, uh, he plays his song Seesaw. Um, on piano, and I wept like an infant child. I love piano. Okay, well, this actually provides the answer to the next question, okay. which is, are you wacky and crazy? <laughs> I think yes, the answer here is yes. No, yeah. maybe. Not sure. <laughs> Very obviously, yes. Do you like to wear jewelry? Yes. No. Maybe. Yes, but sometimes... <laughs> So, like, here, I'm going to tell you my answer, and then you translate that into one of the things. So, obviously, I wear my wedding ring every day. Okay. And then I have, like, four piercings in my ears that I can't take out. So, those are always there. And then, like, I put in earrings every day. But I hate necklaces. I don't wear bracelets. I'm going to say yes, but sometimes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> How do you relax? Sleep? Watch movies, read a book, listen to music. Play Fortnite isn't on there. No. Okay, read a read a book. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite candy? Hershey's, M&M's, Twix, or Snickers? Why are these all chocolate? <laughs> this, None. Sour Patch Kids. Don't question the science. Okay, can you read them through one more time? I was Hershey's, M&M's, Twix. Snickers. I'm going to go Twix. 
Good call. All right. I'm going to submit your answers. <laughs> you are 86% like Zach. No. <laughs> you are Zach, which means you act very wacky and crazy. It's good because you are also making your friends laugh. And Zach, you are possibly the youngest. Possibly. <laughs> I love that we don't know. Who is the youngest, Hanson? If only He's there was the a way youngest to find out. of the three those three in the band, but they have younger siblings. Um I am upset about this. This is the you one. Are, if it helps, you are zero percent Isaac Hansen and twenty-eight percent Taylor. <laughs> but like Zach is the racist one, right? Allegedly. Is that one of the ways in which he is silly and wacky? <laughs> Wacky and crazy. <laughs> Wacky and crazy. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. I feel like well, we... I'm glad that we took that quiz and we know. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about our summer reading plans, though. Okay. <laughs> well, it? you're reading BTS. It's yeah. It's like 500 zillion pages long. Right, but it's mostly photo. Like, it's a photo book plus book book. Okay. Yeah. Which comes out July 9th, which is ARMY's birthday. ARMY is the name for BTS's fan group. Um, so I will be reading that. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you're excited for? Um, well, I'm excited for our event uh, in like two weeks, just over two weeks. The first Bright Thing by J.R. Dawson. Yes. We are hosting an event for that. It's going to be like a circus. You should definitely come. Um, I like all- a literal circus, not yeah. a metaphor. Yeah, not like a hot mess express situation. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't think it will because Emily and I have been like working and crafting this event. It's going to be so fun. This is going to be a really great fantasy book for summer. Um, I of course have read it so I can help lead the event, but that's a really fun one coming out this summer. I'm super excited for that. And then of course, um, our dear friend, Genevieve, Genevieve Gornacek has her book coming out at the end of July, Weaver and the Witch Queen, which I have also had the blessing to have read already. Um, so both of these are books that I think you should add to your summer reading challenge. I shall. I actually do have both of those on my TBR. They're very good. Both of them are very good in in totally different ways. Um, But I think the summer release for them was a great choice by their publishers. So A plus publishers. Yeah, I don't have like a particular summer reading goal. You know, I'm just going to keep reading. Read good books. Read good books. That's my goal this year. Yeah. I am taking a little family trip. Um. Next month, we're just like spending a week in the woods, and I intend to read. That's going to be so fun. Are you going to be by a body of water? I yeah, think, we're going to be right by Lake Superior. Yeah, because reading by a body of water is, for some reason, just more elite than any other reading environment. I, my perfect vacation is, and my, my husband disagrees because he doesn't like to be in planes and shit, but I want to just sit on a beach mm-hmm. for like a week. Like, mm-hmm. take me to an all-inclusive resort where I don't have to like you know, do anything. And literally all I want to do is read next to the beach. Yeah. Growing up. Drink cocktails, feed me, take a nap. (laughs) So (laughs) growing up, my family would always go to Big Spirit Lake up in Northern Iowa. Um, My family has a cabin on the North Shore there. And I would spend so much time just like laying on the beach 
reading a book as a child, all of Tamora Pierce's backlist. Um, and like now my apartment complex has a pool. And so my favorite thing to do when I get home from work, when the pool is open is, you know, put on my swimsuit, put on an ungodly amount of sunscreen, and then just take my Kindle and stand in the water with my waterproof Kindle and just read (laughs) in the afternoon. It is so delightful. That sounds Um, glorious. Yeah. It's again, water makes an elite reading experience, which is kind of counterintuitive since water ruins books. Um, <laughs> but you have to you have to take some risks in life. You do. You right? have to live a little bit on the edge. Yeah. But don't take library books because that that's just shitty for the next person reading that library book. <laughs> well, you're a thoughtful person, Mariah. You're welcome. Okay. Now we're gonna talk about What's coming out this week? Tomorrow. Today. Today. What's coming out today? First, it's The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. <gasps> yes. Which I have read. It's wonder- He's an amazing writer. Yeah. One of the big books of summer for sure. Yeah. And so he's a graduate of the Iowa Writers Workshop in Iowa City here. Um, so this book actually takes place in Iowa City and it's a bunch of grad students who are close to graduation. They're all... Um, majoring in different things. So some of them are writers, but they're all creatives. And they're, it follows them through their last year of school. And it's mm-hmm. this sort of loosely connected group of friends. And it's really just about being on the precipice of adulthood. And some of them are making choices. You know, like when you're a creative person, you, yeah. you, you're kind of, you know, confronted with this choice. Like, can I make a career out of my passion? Or do I, you know, quote unquote, sell out and, yeah. you know, get like a, bank job or something you know um <clears throat> so they're all sort of navigating that but his writing's beautiful yeah i, mean, I know vince a, bookseller vince was like so so excited for this one yep it's very good um then we have rogue justice by stacy abrams this is the sequel <laughs> to while justice sleeps mm. first it was sleeping now it's gone rogue yeah justice is awake now and we are all fucked. So the main character, same main character, this is a mm. series, Avery Keene. She's a clerk for the Supreme Court. There's a murder and there's conspiracy. Bum, bum, bum. And then we have Why Fathers Cry at Night, a memoir and love poems, recipes, letters, and remembrances by Kwame Alexander. So Kwame Alexander has won a bunch of awards, and he mainly writes children's books, mm-hmm. um, spanning from picture books through young adult. And he's written novels in verse, and he's written graphic novels. I mean, he he has got this wide sort of range of what he does with his writing. Um, but this is his memoir, and it's told through these different genres, like recipes and letters, etc. And the point of it is he's sort of unpacking his past, and his upbringing in order to better understand the two people, I think two people, the people in his life mm. who mean the most to him, who, and the, that's his daughters. So That kind of reminds me of Clint Smith's latest volume of poetry, Above yeah, Ground, which yeah. I recently completed. Um, and I, I'm going to read this. I feel like anything he writes is going to be good. Yeah. He's a, he's a very talented writer. So talented. Yeah. In paperback, we have a couple romances out. Ooh, la, la. The first one is called Wild Things by Laura Kay. This is not the wild things of where the wild things are. That's not romantic. Wow. Well, they could be romantic. 
I want you to write that book. Yeah, okay, <laughs> noted. <laughs> so our group of queer friends are living the city life. They're like, this is so stupid and annoying. We hate this. So they buy this English country estate and they fix it up and they're kind of this queer little commune. That's a dream. That's a dream. Yeah. And the main character, Elle, has long been in secretly in love with her best friend. And now they're like doing this project together, living this house, and she has to sort of like confront her feelings. What's going to happen? My guess is love and sex. And also maybe romance. And maybe romance. Same diff. Um, and then the next one, This I really like the premise of this. Planes, Trains, and All the Feels by Libby Hart. Listen, you guys. Cassidy's the black sheep of her family. Her sister's getting married. And they're like, Cassidy, you need to be here. We're going to be really mad. And so she's like, I'm, she's going to go help with this wedding. But... As she's going to the airport, some motherfucker cuts her off in the line. They miss a plane. There's only one rental car left, and she has to share it with this rando dude, Luke, who's a guy who cut her off in line. He's such a jerk, and she hates him. But I think we know what's going to happen on Unless. this cross-country drive. think we know. These little bum 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 bum. A little bop it, shake it, twist it. <laughs> You're welcome for recycling the joke that I made before we started recording. We were recording. Oh, were we? <laughs> that is that shall live on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and that's by Libby Hart. What's popping at the store tomorrow, which is Wednesday, May 24th at 10 a.m. We have story time with Lovey and Amanda. Thursday, the 25th, we are hosting Christina Lauren will be uh with us at Torrent Brewery. This is a sold out event. Mm -hmm. However, you can go online and order a signed personalized copy. Which you should. This book is so good. Yep. It is so good. So when I was reading it, um, I was sitting in my little reading chair and my husband was laying on the couch also reading. And, you know, he was turning pages, breathing, doing human things. So annoying. But it was like the final five minutes of the book or whatever I was reading on my Kindle. And I turned to Sean and like it was so tense. And I said, Sean, if you move or make a single sound, (laughs) I'm kicking you out of the apartment for like 15 minutes so I can finish this. Okay. And he acquiesced and was a great sport and didn't make a sound and I literally screamed like during the resolution it is exactly what Christina Lauren does best it is sexy and sweet and funny and a great summer book also I just I love it so so much they knocked it out of the park with this one yes so you can you can order your signed personalized copy Rachel's glaring at me for tapping on the table Okay, I'll stop. (sighs) On Friday, the 26th from 6 to 8th, we are closing for a special public teachers only event, public school teachers only event called the Home Stretch. If you're a public school teacher, come hang out at our store. Uh, We're going to have free drinks, food, um, lots of book giveaways, door prizes. It's just a time to celebrate you. Uh, We have a lot of current and former public school teachers on staff. And so we care very much about the work that you do. We know that it's been, um, it's always a hard job, but it's been a particularly hard couple of years and we want to do something nice for you. So come hang out with us. 
Saturday, the 27th, we are launching the adult reading challenge, the kids cheesy reading challenge. So you need to come to our store, buy a book, get your uh, bingo card if you're a grown up, get your cheesy reading challenge little packet if you're a kid. And Rachel will be hanging out at the store on Saturday. And for a one day only deal, if you sign up for one of our subscriptions in the store, you will get a $10 uh, credit placed on your account and you'll get one of the challenges. So you can um, do that at our store on Saturday. Also, another cool event happening on Saturday that we are taking part in is called Pride on Main. It's hosted by Heroic Hair. It's our neighbor, two doors down neighbor. And they've created a bingo card for downtown Ames. It's running from 11 to 4 o'clock on Saturday. Go there, get your bingo card, visit participating businesses. They'll all be handing out like free pride swag. Um, we have a pride lovey sticker that we'll be giving out. Um, get your bingo, bingo card completed, bring it back to them. You're entered uh, in for a prize drawing. So that's what we've got going on. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. You all ready for Hanson tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to work on the playlist for the car. Yeah, it better be immaculate. I'm going to bring my knitting in the car. Okay. Um, it will be immaculate. It's Hanson. I know. I'm genuinely excited to knit along and have a good time. Keep the champagne flowing and the book reading Stop. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Preach. <laughs> Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Your Books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Your Books Ames or at Dog Your Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>